Uh, yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop to the beat, y'all, and you don't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop to the beat, y'all, and you don't stop. This podcast is brought to you by the BU Podcasting Company, the home of Akron's first podcasting network. Yo, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to another cigar conversation with your man, John Smith, here at the BU Podcast. BU Podcasting Company Where we discuss the black experience Check this out Uh, I'm going to make mistakes (laughs) It's okay It's okay That just lets you know we live It's always going to come on live How y'all doing today? I hope everything going well with you I hope you're enjoying the weather Be it rainy, sunshine, sleet or snow It's another day to look into the sky and say thank you Check this out We're going to have a really deep uh, interesting conversation. I think today I'll probably be probably be enjoying a vintage Grand Habano, handmade 2006. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I might get a little tongue tied. You know that happens. Uh, a little cotton mouth. Uh, it's a lot of things happening in the world, and my mind is conflicted. What I, I had this. I had this think what are we going to discuss today is so much happening right now so much happening you got candace owens making an ass of herself wait should i say fool no this is a podcast we can say ass <laughs> all right uh you got uh dave Chappelle. great great conversation with dave um you know i met dave and uh one of the things about him is he's very down to earth so be mindful when you when you watch him on his uh youtube um commentary that he's just being a black man that's having a real conversation you know and one of the key things to that conversation is he said you know people trust him and that's why we listen to him and unfortunately for us who you know, we hear things over and over and over again and we don't we don't necessarily trust the source. So we don't take the information. We have to be mindful as a people. I don't care what color race you are as a people to be open minded so that we can have real and truthful discussions and we can start to grow from what each other's experiences are. All right. Um, with that being said, I just want to kick off. The experience I had, you know, we went down to a protest, right, downtown Akron. Um, And one of the things that that struck me as odd were uh, there were people from other places who were coming in and they were speaking like down in front of uh, Harold K. Stubbs building. And I thought this was odd because, you know, Akron's uh, experience with police and, and the justice system might be very similar to places all over the country. However, it's Akron. It's the people in Akron's experience, and they should be the ones who speaking, right? You, you, you also have a national attitude toward things, which is a different platform. And I get it. We want to connect nationally, internationally, you know, with the diaspora. We want to make uh, everyone's problem our own problem. I get that. But then you have your own problems at home. Like the politics in Mississippi is so different than the politics here in Akron. We we both can say they're uh, systemically racial, but there are going to be different experiences, you know. Uh, 
And we have to begin to understand locally, we have to be able to fight these things on our in our own backyard. And then there are certain national things that we have to to differentiate. If not, we end up with about 50,000 different agendas. We end up with different agendas for our diaspora, for the community as a whole. And I think it becomes a problem because we get confused. Which one we fighting? We had a conversation, a couple of me and my buddies, just about the protest in the NFL. And everyone has a different perspective on it. And that's based on what it is that that we understand in regards to socioeconomic gain and status, uh, political overviews, undertones and things like that. You know, and the the words that I'm using, they all have a place. They all have a place. I was I had a conversation with uh, some of my frat brothers, you know, just about some of the bills that got passed and uh, our viewpoints on these bills. Even I could have a great point, but it, it's not in his world, you know, and, and as individuals, which then creates a whole nother experience, which then creates a whole nother perspective to look at as far as our quote unquote black agenda. But there's one thing, this one thing that I, I'm going to touch on that we all can probably take a look at and, and have a view on. Right. Um, and it might be very, very a singular view. And I think uh, when you when you look at historically the people who have been a voice for us as a community they all kind of touched on Malcolm X touched on it Huey P. Newton touched on it um uh some of uh my feminists uh Nikki Giovanni uh let's uh let's go even deeper into uh Angela Davis um uh what, what, what what's my lady's name uh Angela Mayu uh you know it and and that is when it comes to the community of people of color, there's a place for those who are empathizers or sympathizers. There's a place for them. And that's not necessarily on the front lines. So and I'm addressing to to my European audience right now, to the young white women who decide to take it upon themselves to throw Molotov cocktails, right? Uh, to take and um, defecate or piss or whatever this lady was doing on top of a flipped over police car. Uh, these people who, I don't know if you're an agent or if you're a, uh, if you, you're a friend of the cause, you know, because our protests are going to be different. Mm. Uh, we could have a peaceful protest and that immediately becomes an agitated act of quote-unquote terrorism or or vandalism just by action of one person and thank goodness for social media and cameras to be able to capture people when they when they when that mob mentality which i'm trying to figure out personally is this like some um psychological issue with with a certain race of people because it, it it has seen throughout history that this mob mentality uh was what made people stand around a, a black body swinging. Now, it's this mob mentality that seemed to, hey, uh, I don't know the, all the facts, but that nigga got to die. You know, it was that mob mentality which made white folks just storm uh, police stations and, and demand uh, the release of a prisoner in today's custody so that they could have street justice before anything was ever understood. That's a mob mentality. And it seemed like these same people... They children's children 
possibly children are acting that way, even in this quote unquote false idea of a utopian society by being able to blow stuff up. I mean, this young lady like destroyed five police cars. Now, I don't know if she's an agent for another organization so that some other things could happen. But from what I can see, these so-called uh, protests, I've seen them. They, they seem typically peaceful. I don't know, maybe because we as a people, we don't we're we're trying to understand and figure out how to move uh in solidarity uh through this this tumultuous moment in history and i don't see people acting up and tearing things up but what i do see i see people who are confused who are not the highly educated waiting for the go orders where am i i need to go i'm ready to go you know um and i just need to see or to to act upon someone else's uh, authority before I can make that move. And all it takes is a spark. So if I see a young white woman, I don't know if she's white at the moment, but if I see a car get engulfed in flames, I see someone uh, knock out the windows of some things, I might react. Okay, we have a reactionary mindset. And this, this, is, this is not just, you know, white folks, it's black people too. Especially, like I said, those who are ignorant, um, and their understanding and you know listening to me i'm gonna use the term ignorant a lot and i explain even to my kids that ignorant means not to know it's, it's not a it's not a direct uh, insult to a person but because we've become so uh ingrained with people attacking us that when we use the language you know we we differentiate words as to be encouraging or attacking and we don't do a deep analysis or comprehension of a word. So when I use the word ignorant, I'm just saying not to know. And most of my young people are ignorant. I was ignorant. I am ignorant, right? And when when I was ignorant, I did not know what I knew, and I did not know what I did not know. So I moved differently. Um, and I can tell you, when I was at the protest downtown, and that young man climbed up on that dumb truck, and just started kicking the window. You had people saying, get down, get off of there. You had young people saying, oh, it's about to go down. Uh, and when the window got broken, he just hopped down and ran. I guess that moment he thought he did something, but he looked foolish to people who was like, yeah, that's not what we're doing. But to another audience that was like, OK, what's next? Who going to do something else that's going to be just as brash? So when I look on television and I look through social media and I see uh, people posting, they're conscious that, yo, this this is not this is not a representation of us. Who are these people? And there's this book and I'm going I'm to get this book. I need to find it. Uh, it's called uh, Man, uh, Macho Man vs. Superwoman. And there was this um, there was this uh, passage that was explaining during the civil rights movement uh, how white women infiltrated the movement and kind of uh, seduced the black man, so to speak. And and then that movement ended up turning into a feminist movement because then black women were like, yo, I got I got the black man's back. But now they over here with these white women and. 
making us look foolish and yada 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 you know how emotions get involved in things and then all of a sudden the white feminist movement pops up well i want you to be mindful because this supposed to be pride month right so we're not moving into feminism we're moving into the lgbtq community ideology of what is protesting what is being acknowledged and and sympathizers empathizers so want to be mindful of what's happening right now because history has a way of kind of repeating itself uh and putting another title to it okay just like we don't wear bell bottoms we wear our pants flared at the bottom we, they, they're not bell bottoms they flared them bell bottoms right we're not wearing um platforms but you got an extra three inches on your, your the bottom of your shoe right we call it something different so you're going to be very mindful that you know when we look at what what is happening right now that we we pay attention and we really start to have a true discussion and understanding of what's going on because i really wish i could get somebody on here uh that would talk to me about are these agents or empathizers who are just confused are you confused like do we really need to uh tear up stuff for our voice to be heard just 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 demonstrating we together is powerful right these same young white women could actually go into any law office any um courtroom and be looked at totally different than the young black person off the rip if they presented themselves right off the rip jane fonda even said the richest the, the the poorest of white persons have more privilege have a privilege that's deep when Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda, you know, she was down at Kent State, you know, back in the day, right? And you had a lot of people, because this woman protested Vietnam War. When she says that, you know, she don't have the, the ear of the youth anymore. But for those who conscious, for some of these young protesters who actually been to the university and has an education, she's, she's a somebody, okay? She's a somebody. So she's saying a whole lot when we really break it down. All of this, all of this privilege should put you in a position if you're an empathizer, if you're an empathizer for the situation to actually do something about it. I mean, I could again, this is me, uh, I guess, ranting and raving right now because the topics have just been flowing through my mind. Like, what could we talk about? Um, and. When I think about uh, people who actually have a voice, who, who were very um, um, vocal during the civil rights movement, who were of the European persuasion, so to speak, uh, they actually got into to doing things within the community as far as becoming civil rights attorneys, uh, getting on the buses, uh, marching with people, right? But they took... They took their direction from a leadership who let them know you're this is what we're doing to be part of us. You have to do this. And then you had an even bigger uh, constituency who was like, I don't even want you here because I don't want it to be confused. Right. I don't want it to be confused that uh, your being here is going to make them or make the system see us differently. So even with that understanding, let's really look at who are these people? 
I mean, they said these just two young white girls set on set Wendy's on fire. You got people confronting young white people, young white girls, right? Who was spraying Black Lives Matter, but they was all covered up. You had a uh, they say it's a white police officer that was knocking out windows of a of a of a auto zone, right? And then they they even have pictures now where you see protesters who are undercover police who are instigating riotous behavior in order for me, this is what I think, to get that overtime for they 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 partners and they buddies. So these to me are agents, you know. Agents. I mean, let's be honest, if you was playing if if we really broke down uh the movie Goodfellas, right? There's this scene when they set the 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 building on fire and i think it was in jay-z's uh uh music when he was like um i want my money no matter how you get my money f you pay me and when it's all said and done you set it on fire right and that's what it looked like listen we're gonna get ours no matter what you're either going to give us our insurance money you're going to go in court and you're going to give us our court costs you're going to give us our money you're going to to be arrested because you were standing next to the building that caught on fire and guess what you'd fit the, 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 the description however through this great advance of uh technology where everyone has a phone camera we able to see who's like the culprit we able to see the culprit and i think that's so interesting it's like it's a phenomenon and you know there's this guy um uh, his name was Foucault right and sociology and for cole i'm gonna look up his first name uh hold on a minute i type slow uh he came up with his name was michael Foucault, right he's a french philosopher and he came up with this theory called the panopticon and the panopticon is this 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 um self-policing sort of thing that people become aware and they start to self-police. And and maybe that's what it is. Maybe the, the black protester says, yo, I already know it's a camera watch. And I'm not about to get in no extra trouble. I'm not about to be having to deal with this stuff. Years from now, I'm going to be peaceful. Well, privileged young white girls, this is why I got to say, I'm not sure if you're an agent or if you're an empathizer who's just confused and abusing your privilege. Um, don't care. I'm going to set this place on fire. I'm going to defecate and piss on a flipped over police car. I don't know if that's for attention. I don't know what that one was for. The car was already flipped over. What was that for? Right? Is that something for you to brag and say, well, I was down. You know I was down since the beginning of the movement because I pissed on a car in the middle of a pro. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. And then don't get it twisted. There's people of all different cultures and races who bugging out right now. You got people who actually need psychological help, um, uh, who need to probably be evaluated. I've I seen some some homosexual activity on one video, which was like some which was really disgusting. It was it was two men of color and one was like eat, licking all in his butt and something. It was crazy. But I, I don't see that as being sane. Yo, what's going on, man? That That's not sanity, right? I think the girl that was pissing on the car was sane. I just think they wanted to be, be seen. Then the young ladies who were spraying spray paint on the building, they wanted something else to happen. You know, I don't know. That could have been her granddad's business, right? That could have been her. This could have been somebody 
that they know. But then on a larger narrative, and you find out some of these people don't even come from the states that they're in. They just need something to do. So they're coming in as agents to cause um, what we would call terrorism, terroristic behavior, right? To put fear into people. Now, is there an organization that does that? Yeah, called the FBI, the CIA. They've always done it. We have a true and a historical account of the CIA putting drugs in the black community. Like that's real. That is a real thing. We know that. So why wouldn't an organization like that even say, "Hey, uh, we need this to escalate"? We don't. The problem is we're not having a true conversation about it which goes back to when the leaders of the past said we don't need you because of this so historically it was already pointed out that yo you're not it's not that we don't appreciate your your empathizing but you can't help us right now you can't you just confuse everything like right now if there was if there if we really took out all of the looting all of the, the 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 fires, all that, and then you really look at those pictures and you see a lot of people of the European persuasion, right? And other other races, even Hispanic, you know, anyone who who might be looked at as, as Caucasian or European, you see a lot of those type of people, right? If if you took all of that away, it would just look like black people marching like they did in the sixties and seventies, or even in the in the sixties and fifties, right? That's what it would look like. It didn't look like they were in those pictures back when you seen the police sicking dogs on people. It didn't look like black people were doing anything to cause that. They were just peacefully marching and protesting. What if that's really the same narrative as of today? Like that very same method could cause all of this change. Right. Without cameras. It would just look it would look like the story we're told about Watts riots, that black people was just angry, so angry enough that they were burning up buildings around them. That narrative would get told again. So thank goodness for the camera. Thank goodness for it. But now, you know, on even a, a, another level of that conversation or this conversation could. How are how are we going to view these young white people who uh, creating vandalism, who who destroying a million dollars worth of, of property, uh, and who actually are, um, what is the term when when they're 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 uh, they're they're throwing dirt on the name of an organization, right? So the Black Lives Matter organization, that whole organization, that movement started by those two ladies. That whole movement can be tainted with the actions of these people. That whole movement can be tainted with the actions of these people who find it necessary to vandalize and destroy. I am not saying that ain't nobody of color doing it. I'm just saying I think we a lot more aware and conscious of the consequence when things die down. And, you know, there's a video of Rayshawn Throwing a Molotov cocktail in a police car. Rayshawn already know. Right? I'm not about to be on camera throwing no Molotov cocktail like that. Right? I'm just not going to do that part. Because they're going to hit him with some something else. It ain't going to be, oh, you were, it was in the moment. It's not going to be that argument. Rayshawn already know that. I mean, listen. 
I'm just going to stand here with my sign, with my kid, and we're going to be in history saying, yo, we demand police reform, right? And I'm going to be loud, and I'm going to do aye, 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 right, right, right. But Karen and Becky is like, yo, we about to get it popping because Rayshawn need to know I care for him. I don't know. I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think I just think it's odd and it's a phenomenon. It's that is it's 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 a it's it's dope in a sense. Like this is happening like right now and I can see it and I can say that somebody's probably gonna make a living off of writing three or four books on the psychology behind it when you break down uh white guilt, political whiteness um activism you know someone's going to break it down this whole the one thing about the whole trump administration the presidency is there's so much happening um psychologically and socially socially psychologically that someone's going to say i'm about to get paid let's 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 analyze this let's look at this from this perspective right someone's going to do it it's just a matter of who I really would like for for young people to to be able to pay attention and remove the veil and really break it down even some of my people who could say well I'm you know I share blood from both races and this is what I understand this is what I know and this is what I get and this is what I would like to take from it um but when you wrap it all up I really don't need um, Susan, Karen, Becky, or whoever you want to call. And I know, I know, I know using these this term, uh, this name to to identify uh, the people I'm talking about might seem uh, insulting or derogatory. Is what it is? It's the wholesomeness of the of the name that we as uh, citizens or um, Americans or people who indulge in, in the idea of being part of the United States, we see, we understand, right? And and I think when I was little, the word, the, the name for the wholesome white girl was Melissa, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got a word? <laughs> you got a name? <laughs> I'm just saying, you you know, that's just what it is right now, right? That's what it is. And when we when we really, really start to analyze um, our relationships with people and where we exist in these relationships, is it the the Karen that I know who likes to bring in no-baked cookies to the office, uh, who really care for the people, or is it the the Karen that likes to break bring in the no-baked cookies but, you know, silently hates you and allows her cat to lick the spoon? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, is that the same lady? Anyway, look, yo, I appreciate you listening to me. You know, we I like to be controversial, so I'm not going to talk about things that a lot of people are going to agree with. I just want to, you know, plant a seed to have a real conversation. So when you're out with your friends and you're drinking your wine, it's not always about reality TV. It's about your reality. And we can really, really uh, build from something because if we can start hashing out all this confusion. We can really begin to grow. All right, so, hey, thanks for joining me with Cigar Conversations. Um, I hope to hear from you all in the future. You know, it's the BU Podcasting Company. Hit me up. I'd love to hear what you got to say. Bring me a topic. I'm gone.
Check out the BU Podcasting community at BUPodcasting.com.